Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Jeff C. And we're going to talk about Pinterest tactics that actually can drive traffic to your website and ultimately grow your following. And if you are struggling to figure out how to use Pinterest for your business, then I think you're going to find a lot of interesting dialogue and discussion and tips in today's show. With that, let's transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new find. Eric, what did you discover? I found smart mock-ups. Now, this is a site that lets designers or marketers out there present what you've created in its context on a device. So, for example, uh, a desktop, a laptop, a phone. Uh, we've all seen these kind of images on the web. Yeah, so, and, so like describe one of them, like what the image sure. might look like. Yeah, so for example, uh, let's see, in the past I know we've done it where we've uh, shown, hey, subscribe to Social Media Marketing Podcast, and we've taken a screenshot of that uh, show open on an iPhone or an Android, and then we insert that onto a an image of a stock image of a phone and it you looks know, like it was it looks like it was professionally taken and yes. actually designed that way cool yeah. this is much like uh, another tool that we mentioned previously do you remember what it was called uh placeit.net yeah exactly and with placeit.net i think it started as a free service and now it's a paid service and they've got a mm-hmm. huge library and you can put in a url or an image and then it will kind of render a professional looking end result. Is this a very similar kind of thing? It is similar and and it is free. And the way that it is free is because for some reason here, uh, it, it is owned and created by Behance, which if you know more about them, they are owned by Adobe. Oh, so, um, how does it, did you try it? Did you get to mess with it yet or no? Yeah, it, it works just like you would expect. You just go down and you scroll through all the different options they have for their mock-ups mm-hmm. and then you upload your image and then you get to download that final image in small, medium, large, and even original size. And I is, guess. is the photography pretty, I mean, is it pretty impressive when it's all oh, it's done? nice. You can't even yeah, tell the difference, right? No, no, I couldn't tell the difference. Wow. That's really cool. Um, do you know if there's any like watermark on it or anything like that so that, you know, uh, or some branding of the service itself, or does it come clean and you can kind of do whatever you want with it? 
I didn't see any watermark or anything. And again, all the images <laughs> are royalty free for use, they say, wow. in both personal and commercial projects. Wow, that's awesome. So what was the, is it a, it's a website, right? It's a website. Yes. It's just a website. It's called Smart Mockups and it's at smartmockups.com. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking about the applications of this. Like, for example, uh, like if you do do a blog post and you know, you're just used to putting screenshots in there, um, how cool would it be if you could take one of those screenshots and plop it into some professional photography and make it look even cooler? So I would imagine bloggers out there are going to go hog wild on this thing. Yeah. And even marketers could could put, especially if they have an online something that they're selling, they could put you know a screenshot of that in there and make it look super professional. Right. So again, that website was? Smartmockups.com. Sweet. Thank you so much for sharing that, Eric. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Let's transition over to my interview with Jeff C. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I'm very excited to be joined today by Jeff C. If you don't know who Jeff is, he's the founder of ManlyPinteresttips.com and host of the Manly Pinterest Tips podcast. Jeff oversees all of Social Media Examiner's Pinterest account in addition to all that other stuff, and he definitely is a Pinterest expert. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks, Michael. I, I'm, I'm very happy to be back with you today. Awesome. Well, uh, today, Jeff and I are going to dig into tactics that work to grow your following um, and your website traffic with Pinterest. So grow that following, grow that traffic with Pinterest. So before we get into that, Jeff, let's start with what's new with Pinterest. And what I mean by new is it's been, you know, almost a year since I've had you on the show and I don't necessarily need to go back a year, but in the last couple of months, has there been any new developments specifically with Pinterest that we ought to talk about? Yeah. The cool thing is now is, uh, they'd been, had been testing it for about a year and a half, but the, uh, do it yourself option for promoted pins, which is Pinterest is ad kind of product is now available to all, uh, small businesses in the United States. So it's they have some cool new features with that as well as it rolls out. Um, it includes a, like a bulk editor, so you can do a lot of pins at once. And it also allows you to have some some more forms of targeting. And that was kind of the 
biggest problem I had with it at first. Um, it only had 30, so you're really limited when you first got started, and they've increased that up to now 420 different kind of interests that you could target when you're promoting a pin. Okay, wait, let's back up for a second. Sure. So the promoted pins had 30 interest categories that you could target, and now there's many hundreds. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's now up to 420. It was like, you know, you had like men's clothing. Well, now you can drill down even more like to men's shoes. And so they keep adding some more categories that you can target interest to. So is that almost like search queries that people tend to do on Pinterest or tags that people put on pins or something like that? Exactly. And so, and they also added keyword targeting and they had that before, but now you can actually add interest targeting and keyword targeting together because, um, they're, they always say that they know what people' interests are on Pinterest like nowhere else. And um, keyword targeting kind of lets you reach pe- people where they're, you know, they're looking for new ideas. And um, it's just a really great way to drill down and find your specific audience that you're trying to promote, let's say, a product or a blog post or whatever, too. So it's, it's really, really exciting for uh, marketers. So prior to this announcement, and when did – do you remember when they opened this up to, the, to everybody in, in America? Was, uh, it just happened this month. Uh, we're talking in March, March, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, the prior to this, was it only big brands that could do this, or select individuals that applied, or I mean, what's what's changed there? It was just it was big brands, and they had to use what they called them. They called the marketing development partners. Now they did when they started rolling this out. Like I had received a beta invite to do it, and they were letting other companies and uh, pinners try it out. But now they've rolled it out to everybody. So that's that's kind of a big deal. It was kind of in beta before. For those that are, and there's obviously a lot of people listening that have not yet tried it because it hasn't been available to them yet. Describe what a promoted pin is or how it's different than a regular pin. Sure. Promoted pins are just like regular pins, only you're paying to have them seen by more people. It's like a boosted uh, post on Facebook almost? Yes, exactly. So they're, they're native ad units that perform you know, just as well, if not better, than organic pins. And it, it's helping people you know, discover new ideas or save things. Um, and promoted pins that you see are actually based on your interests and things that you do on Pinterest. And they also take some off-site data collected from Pinterest ad partners. Um, but you can kind of craft what you want to see with a promoted pin like if what will happen in your home feed your stream you'll see uh suggested for you or uh uh, it's sponsored by uh, like spotify or sponsored by shopify or something like that and if you don't want to see it you can tap the x beside it and and click on hide this pin and then pinterest uses that feedback to make sure that you are seeing interesting and relevant promoted pins that you want to see in the future so it's kind of you can kind of train it to to show what you want to see is there anything that's different with a promoted pin other than the targeting? I mean, is there certain functions that you have with a promoted pin that you do not have with a regular no, pin? Not really. Um, it just it gets it out. The, the cool thing is you're getting it out to more people, and you're really – they're saying that you're getting an extra 20% boost because you're, you're only paying for that first uh, click. So if I had a promoted pin that was pointing back to my website, I'm only – if you click on it and then pin it to your board and then somebody pins it from your board to their account, I'm not paying for that secondary repin. I'm only paying for that first one. And so there's like this kind of um, hmm. boosting and extra free clicks that happen with this promoted pin. And, and a lot of people really, really like that feature. Any idea like what the entry level price points are for this kind of stuff? I mean, can you start with next to nothing or is it yeah, you big can money? Start- yeah, I think you have to start with a dollar at least a day. Uh, I mean, I've tested it with you know five dollars a day, and I can see, I can see your results even with that. So it's worth really playing with. And now with these new targeting features, it's really really um, 
worth playing with and seeing how much traffic you can get to your website because that's what I I Pinterest for me is the is is a great traffic driver especially long term traffic and so um, getting a boost with that a little bit quicker is is something that marketers need to check out. Excellent. So we we talked about at the opening that we're going to be getting into how to build a fo- how to grow your following and ultimately your website traffic with Pinterest. Jeff, you've been working with us now for quite some time. Why don't you share with us how you are trying to grow the social media examiner Pinterest page so that we can ultimately um, drive more traffic to all the content that we publish on social media examiner. So what I'd like to do is just kind of, I know that you kind of have a plan, Mm -hmm. so maybe we can just kind of break it down and maybe even start with what are your objectives or goals that you're trying to accomplish, and then we can get into the tactical side of it. Sure. And one one of the things I wanted to talk about also about the news of some new stuff on Pinterest that we kind of oh. – I didn't get to was that they have that customer uh, targeting that's now allowing you to upload your email addresses, which is huge for marketers. And I didn't want to get – Oh, yeah. To, let's let's – okay. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, so uh, we, I think you and I spoke about this on, uh, on our weekly live show right. um, called Morning Social Media Marketing Talk on Blab. And if I'm not mistaken, that allows – um, a Pinterest advertiser to upload a list of emails, and those emails could be customers who purchased this product, right? Or it could be um, customers who uh, are on your email list, or any kind of list you could possibly imagine, right? And then when you upload those, I'm assuming it's similar to Facebook. It tries to connect those emails to Pinterest accounts. Is that correct? Right, and they, it's a term called hashing. I think it's a thing, and and it, it has some privacy built in, so you, you, no party knows what's going on. But yes, that's the cool thing is you can actually upload your customer database. So if you have a store, and you have a, already have a, a great newsletter where you're you're driving traffic, you could upload that list to Pinterest and then send promoted pins to that specific audience. Which it's that's going to be huge for Pinterest. Um, they're rolling it out now. I still don't have it. I tested it this morning to see if I did, but they say they're rolling it out to everybody along with these promoted pins now. And so uh, I think it's going to be really exciting to see what happens, especially around the holidays when Pinterest drives a lot of traffic to Black Friday sites and, and stuff like that. So it's very, very exciting. Well, I think where this can get really intriguing is, um, for example, in our case, uh, we could export everyone who belongs to the Social Media Marketing Society and everyone who attended Social Media Marketing World 2016. And we could say, show an ad for the Social Media Marketing Society to everyone who does, who is, um, who is on the list for the conference, but not on the list um, for the current customers. You know what I mean? And that would right. allow us to really narrow down, um, uh, in addition to our email campaigns, because you know not everybody opens email. You have a certain percentage open rate. So it's a way to get that message seen on on Pinterest. I think that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine that's probably going to be one of those things that most people don't even think about. But when you start running all the algorithm, all the possible combinations of lists that you have, right. it's kind of cool. Yeah. And if there's any way, you know, like if let's say we had at the conference, you know, we found out who everybody who was really into visual marketing, well, we could just, you know, tell them, hey, we're and make a really nice looking pin that would say, um, you know, are you interested in visual marketing or learn how to do this? And we could target the social media society and maybe some training or, or yeah. whatever. There's just some really cool stuff you can do. It's crazy. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, if you track, for example, um, the emails that you send out, in, in our case, every day, if we happen to have one on Pinterest, 
for example, right? And we knew mm-hmm. we were selling a product on Pinterest. We could export everybody who clicked on the on the article for Pinterest into a list, right? And that could be something we could target to some Pinterest product we were selling. So, exactly. I mean, it's like you know, you start thinking through all the possibilities. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, let's get sure. let's get back to your um, your goals and objectives for growing our account and and you know. Um, and, and everyone is listening, even though it's true that Jeff manages our account and uh, works with us heavily, um, I want you to be thinking about how this could also work for you. So when we brought you on board, you had a goal, did you not? I don't even remember what it was, but it's to grow. it was to grow the account to a certain amount, I think, wasn't it? Right. It was, I think it was like three times what it was or whatever. And I, I think we accomplished that or we were like a couple months short. But it, the Pinterest is doing very, very well for social media examiner. And the thing that that I kind of want to go into for the tactical plan first is it my my whole philosophy for social media examiner and for any of my clients is it's the audience it's the audience who's following you on that pl- platform and so you have a responsibility to give that audience that's fo- following you you know good co- solid content something that that that's they're following you for a reason so you have to continue to give them that good stuff and that's what we really try to do on social uh, media examiner so we start with kind of our third-party posts, and when we say third-party, that's when we talk about that. Was called it's posts that we don't write, that we don't um, actually author or, or post to our site. So we we find good third-party content that we think tells a story about how to do something for marketers, especially social media marketing, and that's the kind of content we want to share as a third as third-party content. So well, hold I, on a second. Where do we yeah. find where do we find that stuff? Yeah, what I use to do to find it is I have, throughout the years, I've just curated, I use Feedly, and I have all those, I have Facebook's, um, you know, breaking news set up in there, I have the top line um, websites that I follow, they're all in Feedly, and so I go there once a day to find content, and um, so what I do is I'm I'm looking through there I'm clicking over and making sure it's good content it's it's it fits what we want to share with social media at, at social media examiner and then if it's good I look to see if it has a good uh, pinnable image is what we call and those are usually images that have uh, that are engaging but also have uh, a text overlay that tells what the article is about and sadly most of the time I don't find that but part of our process in social media examiner is I do if it's good content. I share it to, we have a Trello card, uh, and I share that with uh, uh, other people on the team, and they can use it other places. So I'm not, I'm not wasting time. I'm actually helping other people you know, share content on our other channels. So, so let's, let's pause for a second. Sure. Why is it important to, um, to curate people's content that is not your own on your Pinterest account? 80% of all of uh, Pinterest are repins. And it goes back to the same philosophy as that I want to, yes, I'm going to be sharing a lot of my content or a lot of social media examiners content, but I also want to share um, stuff that I know my audience is going to find useful or, or people who follow social media exam- examiner are going to find really, really useful. And I, and a lot of times, and most of the time I try to share on our account, our speakers uh, who put out good content. I mean, I go and find stuff from Peg Fitzpatrick, Rebecca Radice, Donna Moritz, uh, convince and convert with Jay bear and so I, those are, I'm looking at all those and, and seeing, you know, will, will that be good stuff to share to our audience? And so if they have good pinnable images, and I know just from following them for a long time which ones do, I tend to hit those sites every day as well. Okay, so part of the plan is to identify 
um, some sources, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, people and or publications, it sounds like, right, that are putting right. out content that are specifically um, well fit for the audience that you're trying to reach. Exactly. And then, you know, how often, I, one of the questions I think a lot of people might be wondering is what's the mix of other people's content versus our own content? Um, we. I usually pin quite a few, and I'll get into that here, here in a second because I okay. wanted to to yep. um, kind of flesh this out a little bit. And one of the things I do also to find content on Pinterest is I go to our home feed on Pinterest and see what's going on, what's what's being picked for me or, or people I follow in my feed. And sometimes I'll find some good content in there to share as well. But the thing that's very, very important is, is I don't share any content that I don't f- – even if it's a pretty picture on Pinterest – and I see a lot of people making this mistake, is um, cell phone statistics from 2002 is not going to help my audience at all. Mm-hmm. You know, a flip phone. I mean, it's, even if it's got a pretty picture, it won't help my audience. So I'm always clicking through on all these and making sure that it's, one, it's not over a year old. Unless it's really, really good evergreen content, I won't share it. So I'm always making sure that everything I share is up to date and um, is is going to help the audience out. So, and I, and I share just, it depends on what day, how much Pinterest I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share quite a bit of third party content, but I'll also save that. Uh, and I, we use uh, tailwind to schedule pins. And so I will save that and put it for a rainy day when there's a lot of, not a lot of content coming through that I think is good. And I'll share those uh, at a separate time. But um, that's kind of the, it just it's I don't have a set number of how many pins I pin a day. I just want to make sure that I'm sharing stuff every day, a third party that's good content and then also good content that we put out every day. Mm-hmm. So um, so where are we in your plan here then? Okay, so that's kind of the third party stuff. So um, and the other thing I try to do is I try to pin what I call organically from a site when I can, which means I one I when I click on that link to make sure it's going to what it, where it says it's going, and it's not going to bad content or outdated content, I usually pin from the site because I don't have any statistics of this, but since 80% of pins are repins on Pinterest, I have a feeling they kind of give preference or give your, your account a little boost or whatever if you're adding content to it into Pinterest from, a, from an outside source. So I try to pin as much as I can organically by clicking on the image and using the pin it button to pin it into our Pinterest account. Whether it's uh, our stuff or somebody else's stuff or only when it's ours? Uh, when, for both. I just try to do it. You know, a okay. lot of, sometimes I'll do it from uh, a board just to let people know that, hey, thank you. And, you know, just let them, letting them know because I usually get a notification that we're pinning their stuff. I'll do that every once in a while. But most of the time I'll do it organically just because I think that because we're adding fresh content to Pinterest. Can you they, tag they like people that. with Pinterest like you yes. can with the other networks? Okay. Yes. Is and, that a and, best practice? Yep, and we do that when we start scheduling, um, when, we, when we post our pins. So here's kind of what I do for ours. Um, first of all, we go to, um, I go grab the UTM code from our UTM library, and that's so we can track where things are coming from, for people who don't know what a UTM code is. And I think that stands for Urchin Tracking Monitor? I think right? so, or okay. Measurement yeah. or something. Measurement, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a Google Analytics Thing. Right, and we—if anybody wants to know what it is, just go to Social Media Examiner and type in UTM all in caps, and I think you'll find some articles on that. Right, and so what we have done in in our Pinterest account, we've really set up our boards to um, really optimize scheduling, and because we have 
great content coming out every day. You know, on Monday and Tuesdays, we have two articles coming out. Um, and for like my own site and other people who may be listening, you know, you, you have to adjust this schedule. And this is just because we have so much content coming out every day. Um, and kind of here's the workflow I did. And this is, here's an example where we, here's an article we had called uh, Four Ways Your Business Can Get Started on Instagram. So I go and grab the UTM code from our library for the new Pinterest article and I paste it in my browser. Uh, I take the opening couple of lines because we know that those lines work really well and I craft, craft them for our Pinterest description and I copy that to a notepad so I have that to paste later. And then I add what you had mentioned before, the at SM examiner, which is our Pinterest handle. I just put that there because that's just one more place for people to click to visit our account if they get it repinned on another board and they're seeing it. If they click on that on desktop, it shows us shows us their account so they can see all of our stuff and we pin really great content. So then I scroll down to the bottom of the article and I click on our Pinterest optimized images uh, image, Pinterest optimized image, and then I copy and paste the description when I pin it. Yeah, to let, let's our pause board. for one second. Okay. We create a really big image. Um, that's optimized. I don't know what the dimensions are. You might know off the top of your head, but, um, we, we put it at the bottom of the article and, um, it is, uh, it is just the logical place for us to put it. Right. And, um, Jeff goes all the way down to the end of the articles. And if you ever visit any one of our articles, you'll see these really big images that are optimized to be more tall, skinny images. Right. I mean, that's probably the right. best way to say it. Yeah, they're they're they they're I think they're seven thirty five by eleven o two is the dimensions, and so I pin that image because it, it, those kind of images work the best, and we've tested it on on Pinterest. Um, and so, since for the example we were doing the four ways your business can get started on Instagram, I would pin right then to our Instagram for business board. So I, when you click on pin it, you know, you get a list of all your boards you can pin to. And so since this is about Instagram, I'm pinning it on our Instagram for business board. But I'm still not done. Because I use Tailwind and I have the Tailwind plugin set up on my browser, I go ahead and schedule that pin to go out that same night. To It's usually around 11 o'clock to, to a group board that we are a part of that has over 12,000 followers. And uh, I do this with every pin just because it get, it's it's about social media marketing, and they get a lot of engagement there. And so that's just part of the process. I also schedule that same time when I'm doing this in the workflow to be pinned to our social media examiner articles board uh, to go out the next day at 6 o'clock in the morning. And 6 in the morning, we found that uh, through the measurement stuff that we've had on Tailwind, between 6 and 8, our pins get the most engagement. So that's why I do that. And then I also schedule that same pin to be posted to our social media marketing board. And that's kind of our general board where we have all sorts of different – it's just kind of a general board that we have to, to put stuff on. And so I pin it to be scheduled out to go out sometimes in the next two weeks. And also, since this is a pin on Instagram, I schedule it to be pinned out to our visual marketing board. So you'll see that these boards – I've, I've, we've created these so we have multiple places to pin these and to be scheduled out to go out in throughout the week. So just to be clear, in this example about Instagram, it sounds like mm -hmm. you pasted it to about four boards and is it, right. it's all over the period of a week is what you're saying. It's, it gets our, our new code um, 
for the first two weeks. Anything after that, I we use the evergreen code. Yeah, we and should so, clarify what, what you're sure. talking about. So um, we have special UTM tracking for articles that are new and articles that are uh, longstanding performers that we call evergreen. So he just changes the UTM parameters, the tracking parameters. to So, so we consider new, it sounds like, if it's within the first week. Yeah. Okay. What else? And, and then what I do is while I'm still at that same page, I um, – I do our evergreen. So I go ahead and post that um, same pin 30, 60, and 90 days out on the same day. So like if I was pinning, today's the March 16th, so I would go and pin it for April 16th. So I use the same day, and so uh, I do that 30, 60, and 90 days, and I usually post those to the, since this is on Instagram, I would post it to the Instagram board again and also uh, rotate it between the social media marketing board because that's one of our most popular boards. So what happens is, is now almost every day we have at least four or five, since, since I've been doing this for a couple months, four or five that already are coming out no matter what. Mm. Um, and so that's just kind of continuing going. Now I don't pin, I, I'm very careful to read the articles and make sure it's nothing that's, like I don't do this with our a Saturday news post because usually those, those will be out of date in those times. I just do it for what I know will be good evergreen content, and that's most of all, you know, our articles. So let me ask this question because I know that a lot of people listening right now are like, "Okay, this is awesome, brilliant to drive traffic by by doing this kind of scheduling." But how does how do we grow our following? That's the other side of the equation that I don't think we've addressed yet. How can we grow our following? Right. Well, because we're doing that, and we're and we're continuing to go out and and. And also repin that third-party content, so people see that we're not just. And we've actually been uh, some people who have written articles about us who have said, you know, social media examiners doing it right because they're not just sharing their own stuff. They see that we're sharing other people's content, and usually those other people, when we share their content, will share our content, and that continues to to just continually have our account grow as well. And so it just kind of continues to blossom. And I'm also part of the process every day if somebody asks a question on Pinterest. And uh, Pinterest usually doesn't have very much interaction in its way of comments usually. So when those come up, I jump on those really, really fast because if it's a question or somebody says, hey, that was really helpful, I'll say, hey, what did you like the best about it? Trying to continue the conversation. So I'm really trying to jump on any sort of um, you know, comments or anything that happens on our pins. Okay, so we've talked about the types of content that we're posting with evergreen versus our own content. And we've talked about scheduling. Is there anything that we've forgotten to talk about related to either the types of content and, or the scheduling before I move on to the next question? Well, the scheduling thing is um, one of the things we really do and Tailwind does a great job of this is they will actually suggest, they'll say, Hey, your pins get a lot of engagement on this time. Do you want to add this time slot? Sort of like buffer does as well. Um, And so you can actually add time slots, which we have done to um, get the most engagements for our pins. So like if, if I needed more spots to schedule things out with, I just click on those and they will add them to the uh, scheduling queue. Since we're talking about Tailwind, I'm sure people are wondering, is this a free service? Is it costly? What, what, how does it work? Uh, it's, it is a paid service. They have a, a free, uh, I think, a trial that you can do. But there's, to get the scheduling of pins, it's, a really, it's not that expensive. I don't have the prices right off the top of my head. But um, it's not very expensive at all. I mean, I use it for all my clients, and uh, it's just it's it works really well. And I, I assume this is it's a browser based service. Do they have a mobile app as well, or is it all done on browser? It's browser based, but they just released a mobile app. Very which cool. Is very very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So um, 
let's let's go to the next part of this equation, which is how is it working and how do you know if it's working? And so since you've been employing this strategy for us, do you happen to know some of the results that is Pinterest driving traffic to our site as a, as a consequence of this, this tactic? Yeah, I believe now that it's, um, as, as social media channels go, it's at number f- three or four, I think it's at four, of, of what's driving traffic to Social Media Examiner. A couple, th- and, and that's what we really check um, to make sure that it's continuing to drive traffic. I go into Google Analytics and make sure Pinterest is, is still working, it's still driving traffic. Um, one of the things I always check on the analytics, and Tailwind has a great dashboard that I that I check every day, is I check on follow gr- follower growth, and um, that's not as important as anything else. But it just it just kind of tells you, okay, people are liking the account, they're finding value there, and they're clicking on you know follow these boards. Um, I I really really look at repins, and that's people taking our pins and pinning it to their boards or to a group board, and I like seeing repins go up because to me that's just one more piece of a spider web that's driving traffic back to my site. So all those little repins that are going out there, those are all driving they're always they're all linked back to an article on my site. So that is really huge to me and I and I check that almost daily to make sure that's continuing to grow. For those that are listening that haven't seen our graphics, um I'll try to describe them, but before I do, how do how do the graphics that we create compare to the, you know our peers in the industry? Well, one they they tell exactly what the article is. A lot of and there seems to be a trend right now that the a lot of people aren't even a lot of the big sites don't even put a pinnable graphic on there, which just drives me nuts. Uh, or they put a graphic on there of you know somebody holding a balloon and nothing, no text overlay. So I don't know. I can't just put pin the image and it doesn't help tell what the article is about. So ours are very vivid. They show up really good in the uh, stream. They have great text on them. And Greg puts a great icon about with every single one that, that tells kind of a hidden meaning of what the, the site's, the article's going to be about. Yeah, like, for example, I'm looking at one that says five ways to partner with influencers on Snapchat, and it shows two Snapchat ghosts shaking hands together. Right. Right. And it's just um, we create – they're all illustrator kind of stuff. They're all hand-drawn by our designer. And um, and they look pretty attractive. And I think that they really, in our case, are big billboards, if you will, for the article, right? And, right. and since we're trying to drive traffic to the article, we want that really attractive graphic. And we design these graphics uh, optimized for all sorts of different social networks. You probably have seen all the different shapes and sizes. He probably does square ones and rectangular ones and everything, right? Doesn't he? When he's designing these things, or do you? Yeah, just... yeah. He gives a he gives a uh, for each network optimized for each one, and so for in, for Instagram and for Pinterest. I mean, he he changes stuff out to so it just. So works. what do you want to say to somebody who's just doing one size for all? I mean, they're really probably not making the most out of what could happen with Pinterest, right? Or if they're taking Pinterest images and trying to force them into the other social networks, it's probably not ideal, is it? Right. Well, one of the things that I thought was uh, last year at Social Media Marketing World on the, the aircraft party um, on the Midway, I got the chance to, to talk to Mark Schaefer. And one of the things he said was, um, you know, great content is just the price to sit at the table anymore. And I went a step further and said, well, I think great images are what gets you invited back to dinner. And so my thing is, is if you're going to take the time to try to create great content, just take a, a couple more steps and create a, an, an image that you can use on all these networks or you're just, you're just losing out. Um, because so many people are scrolling so fast. Everybody's, you know, 
trying to get your attention. And if you don't have a good image, then chances are they aren't going to stop and look at your article or your product. And um, from what I recall, Pinterest um, is pretty strict about the kinds of URLs you can use for tracking. It's pretty much Google UTM parameters, and that's it, right? You can't you can't use Bitly links or any of that kind of stuff, can you, on Pinterest? No, it, they, they will get you. And they, that happened uh, last year, I believe, and because people had like Amazon codes and all that stuff, and, and they right. will they'll just strip them out, so you can't have those. Yeah. So um, the key to us knowing that Pinterest is working is we do set up um, the pin, the UTM parameters, which includes uh, source, medium, and something else, and I can't remember. But um, what's cool with Google Analytics is once you set up these UTM tracking parameters then Jeff can go into Google Analytics or anyone on our team can, and we can see exactly how much traffic is coming specifically from Pinterest. We can even tell if it's mobile or desktop or tablet. We can even tell how many of those people converted into what we're trying to convert them for, which in our case is getting them to sign up for our newsletter. So if you're not using UTM parameters on your links to your articles, you really should because there's a lot of power in there. Do you dig around in that much or do you mostly just look at the reports that come from the other people on the team? No, I, I dig around in there quite a bit um, just to make sure that things are working. I also, uh, Tailwind also has another stat. That's, it's the pins from our domain, and I monitor that just to make sure if the plugin breaks, that we the, our social sharing plugin breaks or for some reason doesn't working, then that would, would drop, and I just want to make sure that's always working. So I check that as well. The other thing, if you don't have Tailwind, if you have a Pinterest business account, and you should if you're doing any sort of any sort of uh, pinning for a business or a blog or anything like that, you have access to Pinterest internal analytics, and it's a pretty robust thing that you can you can track some good stuff. Make sure that you're you're getting followers and your repins and what people are interested in and all sorts of stuff in there. So it's it's really powerful tool. So as far as getting a business Pinterest account, is it just a matter of upgrading an account from personal to business, or is there more to it than that? Yeah, it's in fact I, when I first started, I. I had a personal one for a long time, and I was scared to switch it over because I thought something bad would happen. But it really, it, it's just pretty much clicking a button, and, and that's it. There's nothing. And that's the only way you get the analytics, right? That is correct. And promoted pins. You cannot have promoted pins without a Pinterest business account. Is there, is there data? Is Tailwind pulling in the data from the Pinterest business account in addition to some other data that it's, that it's accumulating, just out of curiosity? I don't know off the top of my hand. I kind of t- I tend to use Tailwind a little bit more because it can actually tell me what boards are really performing well, which mm-hmm. is really important to me. Uh, and, and so I use kind of I actually use Tailwind more than I use the internal analytics. But it, it's if I didn't use Tailwind, I'd be using that a lot more. So I mean, they, I don't, I'm not sure if they pull them in themselves, but they have a little bit extra stuff that I can't get from uh, Pinterest. Okay, so just give us the mile-high overview of the tactical plan. Just kind of, um, you know, we started with know who your audience was and go from there. Just give us a super high-level overview. Yeah, you want to know who your audience was. And and always think about, um, you know, what – is this for your audience? You know, Guy Kawasaki says, you know, does it pass the share test? Would you share this yourself? So make sure that, you know, this is something that is really good for your audience. And then uh, scheduling, you want to just – for my, since I don't have great content coming out every day like Social Media Examiner does, I try to have a blog post a week if I can. I can't do it as much as we what we've laid out here today. Um, but I do set it up, and I do set it up to go to different uh, group boards, and I schedule it out like every three days to go to a different board, and I can repin it with scheduling. And there are other scheduling tools out there. Um, 
besides Tailwind, but I would just make sure that you always use one that is um, a Pinterest partner, an official Pinterest partner, because the last thing you want to do is have your account banned because some plugin's not doing something that's kosher. So uh, that's one of the things. Uh, and then just you know, continually to scheduling things and continuing to track. Find out what's working. Um, we've done stuff before on Pinterest that we found just really wasn't moving the needle, and so we stopped doing that. So it doesn't really matter you know, if you're pinning stuff, if it's if it's not working and you're not getting any repins, you might want to check on is is my image overlay not communicating what it needs to be? Is the my images need to be revamped in some way? So keep that tracking and keep looking to see what maybe you could optimize to make your account perform better. Yeah, and um, very important quote from Peter Drucker: "You can't manage what you can't measure, and right. if you're not measuring." how well your pins are performing, then you can't truly put a plan together and know where you ought to stop and where you ought to double down. So that's a very important piece of the pie that I think too many people overlook. Uh, Jeff, why don't you, first of all, thank you so much for sharing um, the plan that you're employing for Social Media Examiner's Pinterest account. Tell people where they can find the Social Media Examiner Pinterest account. And then after that, tell them where they can discover more about you and all the stuff you've got going on. Yeah, you can find, uh, and we'd love for you to follow the Social Media Examiner's Pinterest account, and you can just go to at SMExaminer, and that's where we're at on Pinterest. And you can always find me at ManlyPinteresttips.com. Jeff C., that's spelled S-E-I-H for anybody who wants to search for Jeff. Uh, Thank you so much for coming today. And again, everybody, be sure to check out ManlyPinteresttips.com. Thanks again, Jeff. Thank you, sir. Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's show. If there was anything that we mentioned, you just didn't catch it. Don't worry. We take all the notes for you. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 194. Also, if you want to reach me, you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. That comes straight to my email inbox. And also, don't ever miss a future episode of this show. We've got some great shows lined up. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast player. And I know I haven't asked for this in a long time, but if you love the show, could you give us a rating and or a review? Socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes will help our show get more exposure in the iTunes algorithm or so we think. I would covet your reviews. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.